0: Hello and welcome to the Wolf Den podcast, your home for competitive Digimon, TCG, discussion and news. I'm your host, Nako, joined by my co-host, Sinitsu. Today, we're going to delve a little bit more into the BT9 metagame, as we actually have some results from a recent tournament. So, I guess just to give Sinitsu an opportunity to speak, why don't you break down the top 16 for us?
1: Yeah, so the top sixteen out of uh two hundred and thirty six players, eight rounds, ended up being first place D Reapers, second place X Antibody, uh third place X Antibody, fourth place Imperial Alphamon. it's Alphamon
0: X Antibody because technically. Yeah, it's X Antibody
1: (laughs) Alphamon. Yeah, uh, all all four of the lists when I say X Antibody, they're Alphamon. Mm -hmm. Um. But uh, fourth place is, or third place is X Antibody Alphamon. Um, fourth place Imperial. Fifth place Security Control. Sixth place Alphamon. Seventh place Alphamon. Eighth place Magna um, Armor Rush, like Magna X. Um, then going into top 16, ninth place is uh, Wargray X. Tenth place is Metal Guru X. Eleventh Metal Guru X. Twelfth. Another Magna, um, Magnamon, X-antibody, Armor Rush. Uh, Then we go to 13th, which is Grandis. 14th, which is another Imperial. Uh, 15th, which is Security Control. And the last deck, 16th, was a Shine Greymon. Uh, Yellow Shine Greymon, to be more specific.
0: So uh, this is our initial spattering of the bt9 metagame and what it what it looks like as of right now um i think this spread does a good job of at least just dartboarding where i think the decks fall in regards to like what's generally stronger what's generally better than x and and kind of this this kind of shows that in a very uh limited fashion but still it does give us something
1: Because the only, according to this um, tournament, the only decks that performed better than x Antibody Alphamon was D-Reaper, Imperial, and Security Control. So I don't know where Bellastarmon or how many Bellastarmon players there were. um, But I think out of the two, um, people would probably gravitate more towards Security Control. Considering, well, you're solely relying on your security to do all of your work and against OTK decks it kind of is just a natural theoretical counter. Um, And then Imperial is just one of the faster, more aggressive decks. So it has the ability to beat out a lot of the OTK decks while they're setting up all of their combos and stuff, digging for their parts and pieces. And if they're just a hair slow, Imperial will just beat them out. Uh, And then D-Reapers is kind of the odd one out. I think D-Reapers has a lot of good matchups, but it also has a lot of bad matchups. So, it kind of just feels like if you're a D-Reaper player, you're just going to be high-rolling your opponents more than, like, your actual gameplay itself.
0: Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to spend too much time on the D-Reaper, while uh, it is good that this player has won, and um, so this is a regional. So, this player qualified for nationals um, via this event, And but just the idea that uh, the D-Reapers won an event, I feel like i'll I'll reserve my my greater judgment for later because we we just have a single data point right now, but i I do feel as though this is more of a um getting lucky with your opponent, as you said more so than it is getting lucky with your your deck um i I was we're not aware of this player's matchups and who they played and who they didn't play, but um the fact that there is a single d reaper on this list and that not anyone really expected there to be a d reaper on this list. Um, we may see more if people start to pick it up, um, but I also don't necessarily expect it to, to hang around for too much longer. It might just kind of be a one-and-done kind of thing.
1: I think D-Reapers personally has a really bad Alphamon matchup, and if that's the supposed boogeyman deck, then it, it does just kind of seem awkward. Um, like, it has a lot going for it against some of the other matchups, as I mentioned, Um uh, not going to go too nitty-gritty into what those matchups are um but i don't know it 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 is kind of the odd man out i don't think it's a bad deck it is basically just an otk combo deck at the end of the day um and that's kind of what this format kind of shaping up to be so it's just the consistency and the speed on which it could do it and i think um the list that won uh while it was basically a carbon copy of the japanese list um with one card difference, uh, it proved itself to uh, do well enough in this type of environment.
0: Yeah. So, I guess looking at the bigger picture here, um, this this is generally what I expected the meta to be. I don't think there's anything here that's super surprising if you discount the D-Reaper. Um, uh, it's mostly, I guess mostly being the most frequent X antibody, black X antibody, um, it's the supposed boogeyman, supposedly the best deck, but it's not the most plentiful deck. Um, at least it's not like over 50% or anything, so that it's still a fairly diverse, honestly, with basically the second place slot being competed with by a number of decks. Um, everyone having their own unique answer to black X antibody, um, imperial. Having that uh, fourth place doesn't really um surprise me too much. Imperial is a deck that when the things line up and the deck can really pop off, i I, th- I see it beating X antibody genuinely. Like its highest output potential does beat X antibody. It's the consistency and the g- like getting to that point is the issue as far as beating them consistently. Um, security control doesn't really surprise me too much. Because in a meta where there is nothing to interact with and control players, kind of like myself, I mean, I, I guess I, I wouldn't want to go that far. Um, but as a control player, what do you do in a meta, in a meta where you physically cannot interact with anything? Um, you just refuse to interact and you just play security control and you you shove lottery tickets into your security and hope
1: that Imperial kills themselves. Um... The funny thing is, I think, like, security control, again, kind of like D-Reapers, just has some really good matchups against half of the OTK decks. Like, if they're not running a delicate plan, or are naturally red, then you are kind of high-rolling your security, because the uh, where guru doesn't have protection to, like, Most like things. the whole guru-room online Most doesn't things. have any protection yeah, most things don't have any protection, let alone all of the protection. Well, I say so most No, like,
0: I'm saying where, where Guru dies to most things, it doesn't oh, have yeah. jamming. It doesn't have. Cannot be de reproduced.
1: Like, it, it just dies to most things. Right, and same kind of thing with Grandis. It's like Grandis first check, if you hit Chaos Degradation or something, you're done. Game's over. I mean, that's assuming that. So,
0: Grandis will have jamming, maybe but that's kind of it. Like... Yeah, but
1: what Digimon are you kind of running that are actually relevant?
0: Um... Like, for the most
1: part, it's just recovery Digimon yeah, that you're using big. for health Scythe.
0: Grandis is big enough, but... I mean, yeah, yeah, you can...
1: Um... Like, Grandis will naturally just be big enough over virtually anything. I think the strongest thing you'd run is probably Death X-Spawn, um, which is 15k. Like, you're not running any of the 16k level 7s. I guess I'm just
0: considering your your garden variety removal of like destroy x it it doesn't stop that either it's you know they have to
1: they have to splash hero in a delicate plan and now we are playing a slightly safer slash worse version of the deck
0: I, th- I think the deck already has enough consistency issues comparatively to warrant not running that but did the one list that topped have one? i actually have to, i didn't check for oh it did yep, that ran it ran delicate plan you know, it's there. It's an option, because yeah, because otherwise, just kind of just die. That's a problem, right?
1: Like, yeah. Oh, they're also running the Mimi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh... So they they reduce the okay. I'm I'm seeing where they like made some uh reserved cuts um in terms of their list to to fit in the the tech cards. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't disagree with any of the the decisions that were made in this list.
0: So. Um, then you move down a little bit. And so, I guess I would say Imperial, Setcon, and Melga X are the three decks that are like decidedly arguably second place right now. Um,
1: I, I would I would agree with
0: that. Imperial is is stretching more. Imperial is more inclined to be not the second best deck than more inclined to be the second best. So like if I had to rank them, it would probably be like, Melga X, security control, then Imperial, in that order. But they're all up there. They're they're competing for those top spots in the meta, as they all have. At least, like you you can't explain away the deck that they are playing by just saying D Digivolve, except for Melga X, kind of. But um, so at least they have their own game plan that doesn't necessarily need um X anybody to do something wrong. To, like, to win the game, as opposed to some of the other deck lists that kind of have to rely on that. Um, I'm actually, I'm just going to double check because I it's a trend I noticed because I actually did put together my um, Magna X list, 3, and the other Imperial, 2. Okay, interesting. Um, so we move down uh, to Magna X, and Magna X is just on the fringe... I think Magna X overtakes Imperial in the long run. That's just a guess. That's a feeling. Um, because...
1: I think depending on like how people take to the meta, that could very easily be true. They're playing with some very similar like style of tools. It's just... Uh, Magna X is obviously a little bit more built-in defensive, um, while still having some like absolutely ballistic early-game aggression.
0: Yeah, I mean, the big takeaway of the token aggro decks, like, Magna X is the evolution of Armor Rush, um, it's it's just Armor Rush with a couple pieces swapped out. Um, the Armor Rush style of deck that was absolutely, like, laughed at in BTA because of Yellow Hybrid, Blue Hybrid even, uh, Green that's running Rapidmon, like, the removal of Rapidmon from the meta, the removal of DP minus from the meta, pretty much, because they killed Yellow Hybrid, um, has moved armors into a competitive standpoint, competitive place.
1: I mean, I think they were always kinda competitive, but like definitely without the DP minus uh running as much rampant, I think it's in a way better position. Way better.
0: And it it is at the end of the day an aggro deck, an aggro deck that can punch pretty hard, and you can reliably, uh, sec plus one your armors and have them live through those checks, at least in their, uh, you know, armor purged form. Because the big, um, meta relevant threats, your, you know, non security control, as far as decks that you're actually going to be swinging into and checking multiple times run a lot of tamers, a lot of options and like options that don't necessarily kill things.
1: I'm just saying if uh Magna X is actually an armor type Digimon. Yes. I don't he's he, he is. Yeah. Uh stage level mega. No, he's not.
0: Oh, okay, that's what I'm... I yeah,
1: because stage meant. level is armor form, so he is actually not an armor Digimon, which is interesting. But anyway, I was just like, wait a second, is he actually an armor?
0: I mean, no, but that's, that's more lore, that has nothing to do with the card game. He's still an armor Digimon in the game. He effectively has armor purge. He doesn't have true armor purge, but he has, you know, kind of better armor purge.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, but anyway... So, uh, just just a little sidetracked. I was just like, hold up. I thought I saw something different. I bring
0: up Magna X mostly because, I, as I said, I do think Magna X passes Imperial as the aggro deck, the premier aggro deck of the format, um, minus Melga X, which is a pseudo-aggro deck. Um, and um, But what Magna X does is something that I thought was fairly interesting. Both lists, uh, they're slightly different. They don't necessarily agree on the best uh, execution of certain things. Uh, Their biggest difference being um, one list runs one copy of Ice Wall and three copies of Hammer Spark and one blue mem boost. The other list runs one Ice Wall, four blue mem boost. No Hammer Sparks. Um, Basically just saying that the memory on my turn um, via blue mem boost, either through Tripped Into Security or the consistency of playing blue mem boost means more to me for this player than the either security bomb of plus two memory or the on my turn gain one memory probably just because one memory isn't enough for this deck to, to like usually do anything whereas two memory always gets you something um having it be known that the quote-unquote better list the desk that performed uh what eighth yeah, 8th, as opposed to the list that performed 12th, 11th, um, did go for the Blue Mems over the Hammer Sparks. I don't know if it makes that much of a difference. I would... a lot more goes into a someone's tournament placing than, you know, a single copy of a single card. But uh, they both run four copies of Megadeth. So, I guess a key facet moving forward for this meta, outside of D-Reaper... Um, is you are either OTK, or you are a lottery deck. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with being a lottery deck. Um, I myself, as I said, have, like, just assembled in paper, because I'm moving down my list of things I wanted to put together and things I wanted to build. Um, my armor deck and four copies of Megadeth is felt. It feels relevant. Um... And especially as playing into it as Alphamon, my Mon deck, um, I, I trip Megadeth a non-insignificant amount of times, you
1: know? Oh, even just last format, Um, during my last event, the opponent I was playing with, he ran four Megadeths, and every single game in that best of three, I tripped Megadeth at least once, if not twice sometimes, and it lost me the game like it hard lost me the game and i was just like well i guess security threats in running for megadeth is the answer and uh that's just translating Mm -hmm. now into bt9 especially with all of the otk decks um so like it's showing that security threats are relevant uh which is why like the hammer sparks is like a decent inclusion it's just like okay it's nice to have that extra memory um he has he's running a little bit more tamers. He's running one extra Davis and Ken than the other one, uh, going from like three to four, mm-hmm. but just for extra memory generation. But um, it just goes to show that your security is going to matter quite a lot I in think this it's, format.
0: It's mostly for the unsuspending. You wanna, because you wanna have a Davis and Ken to re swing with an armor
1: yes um and make sure that you can um so like both both lists obviously did very well um in the event and i think it's i do think that going forward um we'll probably end up seeing less um imperial and more armor um just because they're fulfilling that same type of aggro style of gameplay and i think armor like if i were to just in a formant run Imperial, I do lose to Armor Rush. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just a faster, more aggressive deck.
0: Yeah, without Yellow to beat Armor Down, it's at least in a viable spot more so. Um, so I guess the other deck that would be in a similar place to Magda X, I like the other viable alternative to um, the deck replacing Imperial as its like more prevalent meta deck is wargray x um it is one one wargray x player um got f- uh, ninth place um and
1: yeah he there's got nothing ninth place.
0: super crazy about this list i mean it's it's running what i would imagine a list would run um it's just kind of what jessmon wanted to do if jessmon had three sets of jessmon support with Less bad cards you have to run.
1: I mean, I think the Greymon X line, like it it I almost hate to say that it builds itself, but it kind of does just build itself for the most part. You just play your best Greymons, which there's not an exuberant amount of. Like you have some alternative ones. Um, more so on the metal gray slots than the actual Greymon slots, because like, come on, is there actually going to be a better Greymon than the starter deck Greymon that gives security tech plus and the one that makes himself potentially cost one to Evo and then plus 2000? Like, there is no better combination of um those, which just makes running War uh not War Grey, um, Graymon X just the easiest level four to slot in. All of your rookies are gonna be Agumons anyway, so again, Agumon X just naturally fits in. Um and then you're just gonna choose whatever metal Greymon you feel like you want to run and then just run Metal Grey X in Sagittarius mode. Um, I do think the BT1 War Grey is really good this format because of all of the security threats. Uh, but it is a more high role OTK deck because you need to see very specific parts and pieces, and your searching and digging isn't going to be as efficient as blue. Which is why I think um it performed as well as it did, but the blue decks, um the the metal gro uh metal groom on X did end up overtaking um did I overtake both of them? It uh no, they actually performed slightly worse, yep. but there was more of them.
0: Yeah. Actually that's not true. Both Melga X's did worse. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh in, in the the other slots. I mean they had the same record, so it, yeah. It's just the... It, it, at that point, it's just tiebreakers. Like... Our opponent win percentage. Right. But, um... So...
0: So, yeah, like, the list does kind... I mean... I, I, I would say that it doesn't exactly build itself, because... There are just significantly more Agumons and Greymons... Than there were other pieces. It being, like, Agumon, the like, basically Pikachu. Um... And... So you're running four of the promo, which makes sense. Two of the starter seven to give it 2,000 DP win. So I mean, that's to give yourself yeah, pseudo jamming, so you don't die yeah. to like just big things in security. Um, but four you also... of the searchers. Yeah, searchers.
1: Um... And then four X's, which also search.
0: Yeah. Um. Where? Which? Oh no, no that's I. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about every card. I'm not. I'm not crazy. Um, I'm just going over relevant cards um
1: i think the most relevant card is the fact that they're using um metal Greymon, the bt8 one that's red and black um most of the time they would probably elect to use a different metal Greymon because the inheritable of attacking into the opponent's digimon really doesn't seem like it's that relevant but i guess the d digivolve and removal is relevant
0: yeah it's it's definitely niche and that's why they're only running two of them but I, I'm glad that it's included. Um, I guess I was just more going to bring up just the actual Graymon X antibody um, having its inheritable effect being a slightly better version of the blue version. Where um, I think for the first time in Red and Blue's history, Red gets the better version. Um, when this Digimon has Graymon or Omnimon, I think, I don't know if the other one mentions Omnimon, but. Uh, if it would be deleted or returned to your hand or deck so it stops mega death uh relevant um
1: it stops basically most options except for dp reduction and yeah. d digivolve and that's it
0: so um and the actual war raymon usually stops that portion when because he is delicate plan on a stick
1: well, half the time you're actually just using that War Graymon for the security attack plus. But, like, it, the benefit of the deck is if you don't have War Gray X, then yes, you are swinging 100% with um, War Graymon just because X, like, digivolving into X mid combat or post combat or whatever um, actually doesn't increase your damage output. Mm-hmm. So, it's like it actually just doesn't matter. Uh the more spicier thing is going from War Grey X into uh OmniMon X, or just like using War Gre- or War Grey, that security tech to carry over into Blitz Omni. And then going from Blitz Omni to Omni X. Like that's the real spice.
0: If you have enough memory to digivolve into Blitz Omni and
1: not pass turn, yeah. Um Well, if you have uh X antibody, the option underneath, then you could digivolve mid-combat. Uh and that's like how you use it to cheese out regular um, Omni. Omni. Well, that's yeah. what I mean,
0: so you can't digivolve in a regular Omni with the option card, though.
1: Uh, yeah, you can. This Digimon oh, can digivolve. Oh, not, not into in- regular Omni. No, you yeah. can
0: digivolve into X. But yeah, so you'd still have to have the four memory to digivolve into Blitz Omni, not past turn.
1: Uh, that's very easily doable. Like TIE puts you to three uh Digivolve actually, from that level might not even five. be true
0: either because it, it is a when attacking, so the OmniMon would be the one attacking. So yeah. you then use the effect to Digivolve into X.
1: That's fair. So uh the the point is like X like Omnimon X actually is another card to shut off most other OTK decks that's not named Alphamon.
0: Yep. Yeah, unfortunately D Digivolve does ruin that entire plan very easily and the rare Alpha is actually really gross. <laughs> just so gross when it comes to like trying to find solutions to this format um yeah and then just some consistency tools and some tamers nothing else too crazy there um yeah the gra- the grandest i guess isn't running i guess like metal melga x we mentioned we didn't really go over their lists but they're not running anything crazy nothing in, like super noteworthy here i feel like melga x is more of a solved
1: list than the others are um, yes, just because, uh, the most important card in the entire deck is the promo promos. because that's where all of your damage, yeah, that's where all of your damage output is, Multiple uh, promos. and your drop engine as well.
0: Yeah. You just rely more on the X antibody option card than the X or the war gray does because you're not swinging as many times.
1: That, and, uh, you need to be in bigger bodies half the time, uh, to ensure your survival, Because, like, uh, the Werger, or the Gururmon X antibody um, the contrast difference to the red variant, the red protects you basically from options, uh, the blue variant protects you from combat. So, like, it's it's your pseudo-jamming, which isn't bad, it's just not as good as, like, oh, there's actually, like, a Gaia Force in my opponent's security, I guess I just lose, versus, like, oh, I guess I have jamming, cool.
0: Yeah. um, The shine gray list isn't anything special, actually. I mean, it's it's interesting that a shine gray list topped, but as far as, like, super... Nothing about this is suit Like, on, I guess the only thing that's, like, noteworthy for anyone listening at home would be that they're running the TK and Izzy, the yellow-green tamer, for just additional ways to gain memory, but they are not running any green options, which would be pretty cool if they were. But they're not, so.
1: I mean, the only removal option you need is Sunrise Buster. That card is so good.
0: Yeah, if you care about actually um, killing things, but you don't because Alphamon can't be dp minus.
1: Well, I mean, even if you kill, like, a small thing, it's still some form of removal, and the fact that most of your Tamers cost 4, and this costs 5, is it's like, oh, free removal and a tamer um on the field all in one. It's just good. And it's a good security threat too. Like again, yes, against Alpha Mon because that deck is overtuned compared to every other OTK based deck. Uh which this deck is not an OTK-based deck. Um it, it is relevant. Um But I I think that Shine. Could be very good. He's not leaning super heavy into the yellow hybrid aspect still, even though Jet Silphy did get hit, um, down to one, which he is still playing, and he's running just the Kazes. Like I would think that he would still just want to run, um, the Zephyrs, but he's actually electing to run blockers instead. So two Pedomons and two Unimons. Um, which again, if you just have a wide field of blockers, then it makes it harder for the opponent to OTK you, I guess. Uh, That might be the logic there.
0: So um, I guess dialing back to where we left off last episode with just our overview, we started with the top down. Um, Notably absent from this list, as mentioned before, is Bielstar. And I think that leans more into just kind of player philosophy and how players choose which decks they want to run when they come to an event. Because I think anyone that would be interested in playing a control deck, which Beelstar is, is like the, like the premier control deck of the format, they might as well just kind of sign the pack with the dark side and just go full circle and just become security control.
1: I think the big difference is Beelstar, while it can't recover, has a better early game like aggression. Versus security control, where it literally, if you don't have your early game aggro tools, you just are literally functionally doing nothing. You're just sitting there trying to um, amass some form of security threats in your security, uh, hoping and praying they're all there in the particular order you want. Um, until you get some cards to be able to start chipping at the opponent. Well, uh, Where Bellastar just... Can go right away for the chip and they want their Digimon to die uh even though that's not gonna happen all the time um they they are still dealing damage, trying to progress the board state in their favor to try to sneak in a win,
0: so something I've kind of really like come back to um uh, as far as like control decks to my um, why I like control decks, I guess is a rephrase um it usually stems from allowing yourself to additional avenues to outplay your opponent um or at least allowing additional avenues for you to show expression of skill now um this card game doesn't offer too too many of those um a there is no inner turn interaction at all (laughs) so um, if once my turn ends, I can get up and leave the table for all intents and purposes, and as long as someone else is there to flip over the security cards for me, um, I don't need to be there, and then I can just return and look at the board state after I'm done using the bathroom and continue playing from there, something you can't do in a lot of other card games. Um, and the other aspect is that, I guess, as I've, I've learned recently, um, you're entirely open to the knowledge that you have received at hand and you're not allowed to write anything down competitively which is kind of rough again i still haven't i've never done that but it's always in my mind been a backseat option but i guess it's not um but this entire i guess line just in reference to knowledge of your position just knowing exactly how close to victory or defeat you are more accurately than your opponent is something that i value as a control player and tk takashi the yellow tamer is basically the only way you can do that um except for the singular black like uh promo card that's recent in japan and it allows you to flip one of your opponent's security and look at it one and but so just the fact that as a Yellow player, you consistently know what your security is, um, matters to me, and matters in a lot of games. And it does kind of lean into why security control is seeing more play and is performing better, more so than the actual like physical interactions of the decks themselves. BL-Star is a purple deck. You cannot run TK. You have no idea what your security is. You're a deck that relies on security bombs, that can functionally be left in the dark to as to the actual success you could as a security control player it is i mean not super common but not uncommon that you flip security like oh god i'm playing an alpha mana. and the only thing i have in security is wyvern's breath that's functionally irrelevant i need to fix that or at least you know you're about to lose and you could play to that whereas as BL Star, you have no idea if there's just Digimon up there, and you've already lost it. You have no idea.
1: I mean, yes. Also, uh, compared to BL Star, it runs way more options uh, because literally a good commonality between both lists is they're both literally just running the only level five is Magna Angemon as the only actual way to hard slam a card and recover. Outside of that, both of their rookies is uh, they're running four copies of the BT to Salamon mm-hmm. um the deck that got top a uh the higher yeah the one. the the higher place one was running more digimon so it was running uh promo padamon for some extra recovery and then it was running uh Salamon X uh for again more extra recovery outside of that they were almost pretty even on like what they were trying to do uh Level six wise, they were both just trying to fill up their trash with options, and then hard slam magna or not magna, um, avenge Kidmon, which does also impact Beelstar's overall success because if they are faced up, then they're at a huge disadvantage because avenge Kidmon can then take advantage of their trash as well, um, and
0: their Digimon.
1: And their Digimon. Yeah, uh, they were both running Junomons to be able to recycle their Death Axes, or kind of just whatever they feel like they needed, uh, because they could also recycle the Avenge Kitmon. Um, then you have uh, your suite of, like, just good removal. Um, Wyvern's Breath, Hellscythe, Chaos Dag, um, Eden's Javelin, um, Reinforced Memory Boost to try to yeah. set everything up. I mean, uh, t- those are all just staples. Security Control is kind running. of
0: Security Control, like they're they're not running yeah. anything super unique. The I guess the interesting point here is, um the differences between BL Star and Security Control, like are most notable when you count cards that impact Alphamon. I understand Alphamon isn't the only thing in this format, but at the same time, that's where I start from because if you can't beat the most common deck, you're not going to win as commonly as you could otherwise. So
1: living hell beat that, then... Yeah, and if you could at least be Alphamon, then you have a good shot of being every other OTK deck that's just significantly worse than Alpha Mon. So, Holy Wave,
0: uh, outside of Congo. Now, see, this is also why they run Kongo. Um, because Congo shores up a singular weakness that the Alpha Mon package has. But, uh, so, you know, minus Congo, Holy Wave counts. Four copies of Holy Wave ruins their lethal math. They now may lose where otherwise they would win um eden's javelin just cycles you a card it doesn't actually do anything outside of that but it's a plus one card from security which isn't irrelevant at least in the alpha mon matchup if they swing at you and they give you a couple cards because there happen to be eden's there uh that's not the end of the world reinforce only matters if you don't lose so not really wyverns is irrelevant schwartz is irrelevant flame health Scythe isn't irrelevant. Because you could always Health Scythe back a Magna, which does recover you a card, so it's functionally additional copies of Holy Wave with extra steps. Chaos Deg matters, because putting Alpha Bond in security is one of the few weaknesses it actually has.
1: Darkness Wave, uh, if you have a yellow... Darkness Wave is just to try to get back uh, Junomon to get back other cards, or Death Exmon, or uh, Magna. Uh, you're mostly just using it just to try to help Turbo Mill to make uh, Avenge Kidmon playable earlier mm-hmm. um, while we're cycling.
0: Holy Wave 100% matters, especially in a deck that reswings, um, and it matters significantly more in certain matchups, but um, as I hadn't really been a big fan of Holy Wave prior to this format, it is 100% a better card now that we do care about OTK, and that fucks with their lethal math. I guess doubly so if they feel the need to re-stand. Um, so, that being said, the only thing that's an actual like dead dead card in the Alpha Mon matchup is Wyvern's. It, like Eden's is kind of dead. Wyvern's Eden's reinforced. Still it, but yeah. it still draws you a card, but that doesn't matter if you lose. Schwartz is dead. Uh, Darkness Wave doesn't kill anything. I'll talk about things that kill from security. Um, and then now they need Congo, which now you're asking for an unsearchable piece, and not. And and that's that's really the, the the crux. If you're asking for them to have an unsearchable piece so they don't have chaos if they don't have Congo, they can hit Holy Wave, they can hit Chaos Deck, they can hit Flame Hellscythe. Those cards matter and if they have Congo that they have Congo, but that's that is way less likely to happen than anything else because everything in that deck is searchable by every card except Congo.
1: and some of the tamers like cool boy but i digress
0: i guess yeah but you're not cycling cool boy like you you don't care that much um but yeah like cool boy pulls any card that you care about for your combo um coda pulls any card you care about any of the rookies care pull anything you care about they all pull combo pieces and they're completely agnostic of each other like None of them care. None of them can whiff on if if I only need the level 7. Any one of them just works cuz even even Memboost, which traditionally level 7s aren't on color. They're, they're white or something like that. But Alpha being alpha um or you can being a black Digimon. Yep, Memboost can hit it too. Memboost hits everything. Like you might as well just run four of them. Um so I guess that's just where we're at, right? Like you're either playing X Antibody, you're playing something to beat X Antibody in your own unique way, via either Security Control, Imperial, Magna, or War Grey. Grandis, I guess, because Grandis is still green, which I feel like is normally a negative thing. It's decidedly the most competitive green spend been for a while, but I think the fact that you they need to kind of see hero and see delicate plan both of which are unsearchable hampers the deck's consistency and really makes it so that you have to get kind of really lucky to do well with this deck
1: well in uh green's anti defense uh green runs has like green has almost no card draw at all like period yeah like it's just green memory boost their tamers don't draw you cards like they're solely relying on evolution to draw a minus you one, cards yeah. so like it it's That's why I'm like, I think green has some really high highs, but like, it's just one of the worst of the good OTK decks. Like, if that makes any sense to anybody. Mm. The only thing that I guess it really has. Red, it searches, at least with blue, it draws and searches. Green just has nothing.
0: Well, what are you drawing with that's blue outside of Digivolution?
1: Um, you could tech in, uh, this is something I was actually thinking of. You could tech in, um, Drabuman, um, the BT one Gabuman to literally just hard play, draw you a card. Uh, because like the philosophy is if you're going to have pseudo jamming anyway, um, obviously you want to have a higher DP that does matter. Um, so that way you have an easier cha- time living through those securities. So you don't trigger the ability to lose your sources, But uh, if you're just still a combo-based deck looking for your parts and pieces, uh, BT1 Gabumon helps you draw, at the very least. It's doing almost the exact same thing as um, the brand-new Dorumon. It's not, though, because... I know it's not, but, like, it's the functional replacement to having better consistency versus the other OTK decks.
0: It's such a small change, but, I mean, I can't stress enough that, like, I, I'm not super happy with exactly where we are right now with Alpha Mon, but this is such like a, a like honeymoon deck that so many things are going right for it at the same time. So your direct comparison, because like, I love making these direct comparisons when people try and argue that other things aren't as bad or other things aren't as good, because I feel like it really stresses the differences in the deck. Okay, you are playing blue. You're like, ah, man, I have an extra rookie, and I need to play it, because I have my whatever in raising already, and so I'm not just going to cycle it for uh, draw for raising, I have to play it. I play it for three, and I draw a card. Okay, That's, that is it. You've replaced the one card in your hand for three memory. The X-antibody, Doruman that you just referenced, the BT-9 one, on plays for the same amount, three. The same situation. Oh man, I already made in Raising. I'm, I'm still missing pieces. And this is the least... Usually you go on the checklist of like most efficient searchers to least efficient searchers. It's one of the worst in the deck. And you still play for three. Discard a card. Not a negative in this deck. You want very specific things in your trash. Or a human specifically, because if you have the rare alpha, you can digivolve... Uh, you can tuck sources from trash. And you're basically... Plussing because you wanted that to be in the trash anyway. Thank God I get to put it in the trash right now and don't have to worry about it. And I draw two new cards. So I'm losing two cards that I don't want and I'm gaining two cards that I may potentially want again for that same three memory. It's just a plus one. It is one well, card. Well, I mean, better. that's why
1: I said that's why I said like every other OTK deck is just a worse version of Alphamon because Alphamon just has the better search tools and digging tools. I'm just saying, like, in Blue's defense compared to the other OTK decks that aren't Alpha Mon, it has the second most highest level of consistency. Davis draws you cards, Gabumon searches, Yeah. Gabumon also can draw you cards, Blue Memory Boost is still getting cards. Like, you have functionally similar cards, even if they are worse. You're still better off than most of the other OTK-based decks when looking for your combo pieces.
0: Mm-hmm. So, no, that's really um, just, you know, I mean, even looking at green, just because I don't really think we talked a whole lot about green last time. So, I'm just going to use the only one we have, um, the only top grandest list, two copies of Argomon, um there's no digisorption here. I, I I guess it's just cheap way to pass the turn. Because Uh I, that... yeah,
1: it's a cheap way to pass the turn and start evoing into a second stack just for card draw because like they don't have searchers. Like you have uh four copies of Kokuamon. And that's um it. That's that helps you, you look got. for your X antibodies bodies and insects. Yep and then you have Green Mem Boost and then that's that's literally it. So you need to do something. To try to draw cards and a cheap setup helps you at least accomplish that.
0: Four copies of terrymon for Memory Blocker. Um, not irrelevant, honestly, because it doesn't matter. It cannot get the dig- Evolved. Um, and outside of exclusively Dex Doru Grey, it lives. Like it, it actively prevents your opponent from doing something. Um, which. Out, like, Dextoru Grey is the least relevant piece that they run, and oftentimes is the first one that is chosen as, oh, I don't need that, I'm going. I'm ending the game now, because you you don't need it. <laughs> you just don't need it. Um, so, but if they don't have it now... If they don't have it, and you have something else on board, so that uh, it isn't killed by the Oriyuken Windage Evolving effect... It fucks them. It fucks them real hard. Um, so, four copies is right. Um, four copies of The Searcher, as you mentioned, like, I, again, just... I, I guess for those that are aware, like, I'm beating the crap out of a dead horse, but when digivolving or on play for three memory, I mean, not when digivolves for zero, but... Top three cards, only seeing three, add an insect or machine and an ex-antibody, so, that first trait can pull none of the other rookies. Step one. So, if you're Digivolving, you, you just see no other rookie, which I guess what you kind of want, because you already have a rookie and none of the other rookies are searchers, but you're whiffing there. Um, You hit Roachmon, you miss Weedmon, and Arbormon, and you hit Kabuterima. So, you hit five... Of your eleven level fours, that's it's not great odds. You hit all of your level f- level fives and all of your level sixes, so you're just not hitting your low end at all with that search. Um, and it's also something that's so. I actually never mind. You literally you're never you're never getting that Wendig evolving because you're not running regular Kokumon. You're only getting that if you play it yeah you're you're hard playing it all the time so that's just a choice then i mean i, I kind of came to mind i've seen some
1: that. lists run it but the one memory to evo in unraising, raising just to move it out and get this effect is just it's not worth it it really isn't mm. but well, like that just goes to show like in the results that like even though grandis made top 16 um it is just the worst of the best OTK decks because it doesn't have that consistency. Like the funny thing is, I actually think um, Red uh, Red Ancient OTK is more consistent than this. Mm. Honestly, and, probably. and you don't even need to run a delicate plan.
0: Yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, yeah. You're basically just because you have no way of searching out your, but outside of the three copies of you, just kind of have to see them. Or you just go with whatever you have, not necessarily caring about specific stacks. Um, and you just oh, you want... care about
1: specific stacks. And just getting like, delicate I mean, plan. Yeah, I mean, like you, you do and you don't care about specific stacks, because like, you're getting rid of all of your cards anyway. Well, you're not so... running as many
0: know, like, name-specific Digimon. So what is an ideal grandest stack? Okay, it'd be any level 3, specifically Jamming Palmon, technically. So yeah, it Kama. would be
1: jamming on, Weedmon, followed by Oku- both of your Okuas. Both, yeah, both so Okua. Okua, Okua X, and then Grandis Grand-Kawaga. or Grand
0: Kawaga, then Grandis. So yeah, but that's you know one, two, three, four, five. That's a six cards, right? But it's. I mean, but yeah, it, it doesn't is kind of have to be exactly agnostic. those.
1: Yeah, it is kind of stack agnostic because Weedmon just gives you a memory. Otherwise, like it's just any other Digimon. Where you just pitch it, and otherwise who to cares? Go. Yeah,
0: I mean, if anything, the the fact, the only thing you kind of don't want is Arbormon, because everything EVO's for one, and
1: Arbormon's yeah, there Arbermon for Tamer lethal.
0: Is... Yeah. So, um, that's there. So because if
1: there's Digimon on the field, this is this is a big if. Um, that's where um, Okuamon's ability really starts kicking in. Uh, and okumon's ability also against decks that like to multi attack like a lot, a lot, uh, also could really mess up with uh, their attack math. I mean, it's... so like there's there's stuff going for the deck. It's just again, in my perspective, the worst of the good OTK decks. Yeah, having to see both an Okuwa
0: and an Okuwa X, and a Grand Kawaga and a Grandis, like. Being effectively a level 7.
1: With almost no searching.
0: With, yeah, you just kind of have to see it. Either via your memory boost, or just drawing. Just digivolving and drawing. Because you have no outside draw. I don't think there's a single plus one in this deck. Actually, no, it's it's Cocoa Mon X Antibody. And it's only if you hit an X Antibody and an Insect so yeah that's that's it's rough um what else didn't we talk about
1: last week war gray i guess
0: we didn't really talk about no, we I kind mean, of war talked Grey's about a
1: little here. bit uh we didn't black war gray um he is absent i thought black war gray would have a better first initial showing in the fact that he's basically non-existent at least in the top 16 um is kind of showing that like tamer hate is good but like maybe people are trying to run the red variant uh, or maybe the black variant just needs more time in the oven to figure out uh, how to counteract some of these strategies. Cause like some of them, the tamers don't really matter. Some of them, the tamers are actually kind of important. So like, I think black War gray is probably the best rogue deck uh, just because it's one of the few decks that actually has tamer interaction. Uh, Mastimon is absent, but I think Mastimon has its own set of consistency issues and in a format where accidentally giving too. too much memory, yeah. And in a format where accidentally giving the opponent too much memory is probably uh, a death sentence. I think
0: Mastemon's ability just isn't as relevant as it used to be, because, like, I mean, just reading Mastomon as a card, like, right? You so you'd the idea being that you would slam a Gatomon past turn like search and then the following turn digivolve over the Gatomon for minimal cost one preferably and then slam something else and end of turn jogress into um masty just doesn't do anything in this format because a
1: and getting the Lucimon out to kill a tamer while that's novel it's just like if that's your goal you were just better off playing black war gray to begin with yeah
0: you could just digivolve for four and kill that same tamer most likely not always but usually as long as it's on a forecast hammer. which they run fewer of but um yeah just the idea that um yeah masti also did tend to hand over a lot of memory uh just kind of a death sentence because Alphamon, at least can kind of yolo through its pieces A little bit, if it has the memory to do so.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, so blue and yellow hybrid are not here. Still probably, like, people workshopping those lists if they want to play them at all your list
1: yeah i think your list for yellow hybrids using um the rise package to be like aggressive and then you just literally do the same classic thing of just hybrid swing hybrid swing is still very good uh i don't know if people caught on to that yet um i don't know how i have only played against your alpha mon so i haven't played against. i got better on alpha mon (laughs) um i i didn't really tweak the deck a whole lot uh i tweaked it a little bit but i played it at local's Um, and I am getting better on search optimization because I think that's the big part I struggle with. Um, it's not really so, it it really isn't, like,
0: it is and isn't, because I remember, like, there was even a game where you even had said, like, you searched once. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, um, it isn't necessarily entirely search optimization. It is more so just having the flexibility to run and really knowing exactly it's it's more so maybe like a skill in gambling right like knowing when to pull the trigger like okay if i if i push out now with the amount of memory i have and how many pieces i have and how many pieces i need what is my actual likelihood because like just running some test hands the other day um i had an opportunity where i needed six Five, six, seven, I needed five six seven, and I flipped uh seven, three, five, five, and I was like, Well, shit, like I only run three sevens, but I'd also be tucking two of my four fives, like which is better here, I don't fucking know, like that's that's rough, so I took a five because. At least I know... I guess in both situations, there were two more pieces in the deck. But the sevens not as necessary as the five is, obviously. You can kind of end the game with just the six if you get lucky enough a little bit. So, you know, I kept going. If anything, I want to see more fives, too. I never want to see two sevens, but I always want to see more fives. And just, you know, that kind of thing. That was one search. And then um, something else that I picked up on, too, just has kind of quote-unquote save me in my test hands has been that if you're missing um the if you have not had a, an opportunity to discard the oriyu because you maybe um either found it later on in your cycle like you started your push before you had the oriyu in hand so you couldn't discard it for your deck doru or your um Rugamon or your Grey or but usually you're only kind of Dexdorugamon, Dextoru, the Gray, I only run two of. Um, and, so if you're not discarding it for that, then you have no other opportunity to discard it, and it needs to be in the trash to digivolve, or to tuck the source from trash. Um, that's where Yuji comes into play, and you can just fucking swing and then tuck with Yuji, which is just so helpful.
1: Uh, you do realize that the Alpha Mon isn't strictly from the Trash, right? Is
0: it not? Oh, damn. See? I gotta read cards. From...
1: Oh, wait. Uh, rare Alpha? From your Trash. No, it is. It, okay. Yeah, rare I was Alpha gonna Mon say, from your trash.
0: that was supposed to be it's like keeping it in line. It accidentally made it better. That was like, I think the reason it was printed at Rare instead of Super Rare is that it was supposed to be worse. I mean, you're just gonna use
1: UG to fix it anyway.
0: If you have one, but yeah. Yuji being one of the few cards that you play that doesn't give you a card immediately back. It just gives well, you one we, card in a memory uh, later lo- on.
1: Yeah, Just looking at all of the X antibody lists, all of them, all of them run Yuji. How many though? Um, Do they the, all run four? The second place ran four. No codas at all. I saw that actually. I did um, notice that. Japanese lists also were running four Yuji's most of the time. Um, the uh, fourth place, uh, a two-two split four. on coda on so, UG.
0: So if I, so outside of, um, I guess so. So um, just to make a note for, because I, I do kind uh, of deal UG, with coda generalities. I think, well, I guess let me look at the other list before I completely finish my sentence. Are these and the then same list? Three UGs. They're the same um, list.
1: Um, yeah. So and then three UGs. Like the commonality is all of them are running UG. So the
0: second and fifth place. One, two, three, four, five, sixth place. So second and sixth place. The the middle two X antibody lists are identical, I think. Right, right? Are they just uh, they're very orders? similar? Um no they're one card off. Okay. Okay, I agree with the second place more. So the second place list um, I'm sorry. The s- second of them, so third place list. Um, the third place list is what oh, I would. place. But yeah. Am I still? Damn. I can't count. That's um. Nice. Yeah. Brandon Kim's list. Let's let go there. Um, is what I would define as the like the standard list, the most average list. If you could run every tech and piece through like a filter and it spit out everything that's the same, th- this is that list because it kind of hits every benchmark without going too crazy in one direction. Well, so it, it's kind of like so unteching this list. Um, it runs four four of the you know on play trash, two BT, four BT9 Dorus four. Uh, bt7 dorus and the three of the ryuta ryuta is your worst card um so and honestly outside of it just being a rookie i usually just don't want to see it um i never want to have to digivolve over anything other than a doru anyway but at least if i have two copies of the other one i can get pieces in my trash if i need be um four copies of doru and then four copies of dex Dorugaman are required if you're not running that you're wrong um, honestly, the one Grumblemon, I feel like, is kind of required. Um, just because it, it gives it, your deck an additional avenue. Any more than one is too many, but
1: exactly one. Um. Well, this deck can draw like a mother. So On its big combo turn, it can draw like no other deck. That's what I mean. Um,
0: three Dex Doru Grey is one more than I run, but it's also arguably the correct amount, because... Dex Doru Grey is additional... It is a zero-cost card cycle that kills something. Because you're always going to have a Doru Grey. So it... And... Like... I didn't want to get super deep into it, but I did read about it earlier. I'm going to bring it up. There was, like, a conversation on Reddit where people were trying to say that the Dexes made the deck worse
1: oh that was hilarious i saw that too where he was arguing that the dexes are bricks and i'm just like no 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 no! you're an otk deck everything in your hand is a brick until you combo off um and like the fact that like cool boy um makes the dexes even better is yeah. like it. it is the crux of the deck you are using the dexes to not only increase your stack for or you can when you get there if you're getting there um but it's making it so that you could use all of Cool Boy's abilities, all of them. Yeah. Um, um, let me, because Digivolving for Zero Gain Two Memory is is cracked. On top of uh, drawing extra cards when you Digivolve, it's just so good. Uh, and then you only need to see one of the Dexes, which is the good part. Like obviously the better one is Dex Doru, but if you're forced to play the line without Dex Doru and you still have Dex Doru Gray then that's still good because you're still getting cool boy value.
0: Mm. Uh, well, you only but... get it once, which is why
1: you, right, which is why you don't only don't care.
0: You, you're you always... Yeah. Like, I would say one of the dexes is required, preferably the fo- level four because it's actually free.
1: Yes. Uh, but that's going it. over the rest of the list, it's four Doru Greys, Security Tax, Source Tucking, Protection... It's it's the key card of the deck that's making it insane. Um, next to the rare Alpha Mon, usually at three of, just because it is literally grabbing the card that you just pitched from your trash, which is going to be your Oreo Mon more often than not to be able to combo off with. Uh, three copies of Oreo. That's your combo piece. You know, you're not trying to digivolve up into them, Never. although with the X antibody uh, option card, you can so that way you could go up into him, swing, and then did evolve into an Alpha or you can, and still be able to Alpha or you can value. Yeah, um for seven. So, it, I mean, <laughs> his end of his end of turn ability, you're gaining the memory back. Not seven. Or seven
0: is if you pull like everything. I mean, let's let's literally count. One, two, three, four, five, six. At, that, w- that would be everything. That is the actual best-case scenario, and I counted the
1: source you tuck from Doru Gray. So... But anyway, <laughs> most of the time, you're just going to be pitching it to get it into the trash for Alpha Mon. Um, and then uh, three copies of Alpha Oryukin just because, why not? It's just that good. Yeah. The removal effect is nice at punishing the opponent. The larger body makes it a bigger security threat well, than most of so, level 7s. Like,
0: because, I mean... I, I know we talked about it before, but just like for those that haven't aren't aware or haven't heard it in a while, I guess like I don't think it's been super recently since we've said it. Ratios in in Digimon are kind of at, they're not solved as far as like how many of each t- card to run per deck. That's very variable and very dependent upon the card and the the deck. But w- something that is kind of established at least or uh, agreed upon is what those numbers mean and um it kind of we're in a place where one one or two ofs are like your edge case cards that you like don't necessarily need to see every game but like when you see it in a specific scenario it's usually a better card than just an additional copy of something else um your three three's a pretty standard number because it's your i want to see at least one every game but usually no more than one and then four is your I'm running as much as I can. I want to see at least one every game, if not more, preferably more than one. Which is why these yeah, ratios so... all make sense. Your three rare alpha, your three or you and your three or you can. I want to see exactly one of those every game. I want, I need at least one of each, but I only want to see one. The second copy of each is wasted.
1: And then as far as the option tech suite, it's going to be uh, one Breath of the Gods, one Congo, just because. Uh, teching for different matchups is a thing. Uh, We don't have access to a sideboard, um, but I digress. Uh, They're both really good at just shutting out aggression and adding your overall defensive game plan. Um, Then one X Antibody, which I think is like the one kind of out there card. It's really good in some edge cases. It's the techiest Um, of techiest of cards, because the only
0: situation this is relevant is after you've started, like I'm comboing, you tuck X antibody, and you can't have
1: your sources trashed. Uh, right. It it is probably the worst card in the whole deck, but it's not a bad card by any stretch of the means. Uh, mm-hmm. at least in my perspective. Uh, then three black membus for the searching and memory fix. You want to at least see one just to continue with the searching. Um, two codas, two uh ugs. They're good tamers. All Actually, in all, wait. So. And then, four cool boys, um which Cool boy is arguably the best searcher in the whole deck outside of coda yeah. um, but I mean, like you get more value off of more Cool boys than you do more codas. You can't use this card what antibody yeah, yes, you can the uh, card, so putting it underneath itself is referring to the card itself. You can only have one x antibody option card. In the stack. Okay. Never mind. That's that's what it's referring. I was gonna to. say, like, if you can't use it on a Digimon
0: that has X Antibody, that's fucking all of them. No, but the the whole point is
1: to put it underneath a stack that doesn't, that doesn't contain doesn't have this the option, option card already. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Never mind then. And then so. it's just in there to use for the on attack Digivolving. So it allows your, uh, in best case scenario um alphamon with oriumon underneath to swing and then digivolve mid combat into Alpha or you can so you don't have to like I mean you're you're diverging the same amount of resources but it's just making it so your attack initially is safer.
0: Yeah. And then yeah, 3 Memboost, 2 coda 2 UG for cool Boy. That that that's yeah. the most it correct feeling. The, the,
1: yeah. It also helps trigger like Dorumon and Dorimon. Um, when you put a card underneath your sources, you gain their card effects. Sometimes you just don't, uh, for whatever reason. Um, yeah, without Yuji...
0: Just... Well, Doru Gray, you always tuck something, because you need to, to prevent DP reduction and it from being deleted. If you're not tucking, you Yeah, that's, that's why I'm
1: saying, like, it's it's the worst card in the deck, but it's not a bad card. Uh, yeah, it's, it's
0: exclusively there for the source protection, because, um, in certain matchups, um, I guess mostly just, um like bl star running howling crusher they can strip your sources and make you irrelevant
1: well they would strip all of the sources except for x antibody anyway so it's not like that actually matters
0: do they does it
1: yes uh because let me pull up howling crusher really quickly actually i have it in front of me i was gonna say i haven't read so howling ever howling crusher reads um Trash all of the digivolution sources under uh, uh one of your opponents, Digimon I think so it'll trash all of them, but the x n a bot that doesn't
0: you don't get saved based on like the technicality because so technically it's saying trash all is just a a layered action in which you you
1: trash from the bottom starting up uh I mean it's just uh no because even from the bottom going up it still leaks over so um, if let's just say you have um, uh, three sources underneath your Digimon X Antibody's the bottom one and it says trash the bottom two it'll trash it'll attempt to trash X Antibody fail to trash X Antibody and then just go up and leak over into the next one hmm. that's very specific so, ruling I didn't know that exactly yeah um... So like uh, something with a Howling Crusher where it's like trash the bottom two uh, and X-Antibody is the very bottom one. It'll just actually trash one of your Digimon inheritable sources. Hmm. Um... And then obviously like with uh, Yuji... uh it could also increase the amount of stack that you have on attack as well so you could increase your stack um like in worst case scenario with or you can annex anybody just saying but anyway it's a good deck i think this is the best otk deck that we have in the format and i think this is the deck to beat um going forward because like every other otk deck is just a worse version of this it's just trying to dig its parts and pieces do the whole one big raising thing um and it's really just up to the pilot to be able to navigate their searches and search optimization to try to get and find its parts and pieces faster. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is I which guess... is why, like, the control decks are kind of going to be somewhat popular in terms of like trying to deal with it or the aggro. Because you either have to do one of two things: you either have to accept the fact that they're going to do their OTK and try to figure out how to make your security as stupid as possible so you don't die, um, and then you have the problem of trying to kill them on crackback, or you just beat them in the face before they could get to their combo piece, and that's kind of it. Like those are those are the three extremes that we're seeing emerge through this uh, this first result, and I think like right now we're just in the honeymoon phase. Of like, oh, everything is so great, everything is so diverse, look at all these top decks, but as we've seen with Digimon history and events, um, people look at Alphamon performed technically the best out of them all, and just, oh, Alphamon performed the best, so let's just continue with the Alphamon hype train, and then it's going to just evolve into Alphamon being 50-60% of the meta uh, by the end of it.
0: Yeah, that's pretty fair. Um, Uh,
1: Because as we saw with the uh, first place, uh, net decking is a thing and people love net decking and copying each other's decks. That's nothing new. new. It's in all TCGs. It's just a thing. Uh, It doesn't mean just because you net decked, you'll have that same success as the others. Um, So keep that in mind. Um, Because literally the, the first place D Reaper deck copied the First place, Japanese D-Reaper from BT-10. Uh, Almost card for card. The only difference is he was running one less Palladis head for one more D-Reaper. Or one more Reaper. And I think that is correct because you need to see Reaper in order to win the game. Especially in this format. So uh, he obviously took and made the smart change. uh, And found his own success. Almost made it. Almost made it.
0: (laughs) Oh. I I
1: can't I can't let that go. I'm sorry. I, uh, but there was uh, just as like... a little highlight. I know. As as a little also a little other aside, there were some complications with the event as a whole. Um, a lot of players lost their first round because they uh, couldn't get to the venue in time because there was an hour delay because of the lines. Yeah, the line. Uh, to actually they enter did, the con. Yeah. Although they did send out like a warning, make sure you're on time. Uh, I believe they did Uh, not 110% sure. Wasn't there. Can't say they said something Um, about how like there's a long line and
0: I think they delayed it a little bit. I remember seeing something about that.
1: Yeah. So some people um, got round one losses for just literally waiting in line to get into the convention. And then on top of that, the second place um, did have in quotation marks, Mark sleeves. Don't know the full story and context behind that in terms of like The player as a whole, if he was intentionally trying to cheat or if it was just an honest mistake, because this is like his first big event and he just so happened to do well. Um, We have had those cases happen um, just because it is an in-person event. And usually the competition is supposed to be more fierce. But uh, generally, you'll get a lot of local. I don't want to say local Hicks, but I'm just going to say local Hicks anyway, um, where it's just like, oh, this is just in my backyard as it the event is in my state so I might as well just play. Mm. So he just might not have known better. I don't know. Um but those are two stipulations that went into the event. Um so that and those stipulations could have actually affected the event, but based on everything that transpired, this is the result that we have and this is the result that is going to be standing. Mm.
0: Um yeah so i guess i'm i'm looking back and i'm referencing the list that we had kind of used when we're just like going from the top down looking at like what's like the good decks the meta relevant decks i feel like we've fully covered with a little bit of movement um that like s plus a territory and i know we mentioned like there's less competition in the s and actually I mean the list that that we were both referencing immediately from Japanese data included Grandis at s, but it's probably a lot closer to a um as far as it's not decidedly s um i think I think if you just swap Melga and Grandis, this is probably a better list but um and if we just make bL star security control like it's, it's I wouldn't even say it, it's an s list though it's just the only control deck.
1: Um, I would say I would say it is S because the only real like, unless they're teching in a delicate plan, if you're every other deck, but um, alpha mon and red, you do just kind of lose. And if you are a smaller deck, that's also trying to beat the security fast, then you still also do just kind of lose. So it it's in a really uh, precarious position on being probably one of the better decks outside of the fact that it just loses to red which is prominent and it loses to uh alphabon as long as they have congo
0: yeah um i guess something else i did want to mention quickly before we signed off was just that um i know i I touched on it with the magna x but like um the other otk decks kind of just don't run anything to stop themselves from being otk'd um which is potentially a move we'll see because especially from my internal playtesting i found that it, it is that simple it's not a high likelihood but it's enough to come up especially maybe it just wins you a game like i mean in the most extreme scenario too like they swing, Alpha can first check, no Congo, hit a mega death. They just lose. They do just lose. It it is they're technically not out of the game. They technically maybe have things they can do, but ninety-five
1: percent of the time they just lose. Yeah, and um I think like that is both a good thing and a bad thing because it makes games quicker and it makes events go faster. Uh but at the same time, like you are putting yourself more at risk, which is why certain decks like the topping Grandis deck, they felt the liberties to slow down in quotation marks their deck to fit in the delicate plan package and because of the way hero works and in um like and the other duo tamers, so like the red blue duo tamer matt and Sora, that's a really good one also um there is just room to be able to fit those in even though it is just more parts and pieces to make your swing safer you don't necessarily need them but they're nice when you have them and i and i think that's kind of the sentiment the green uh grandest player was like uh showing off in his deck where it's just like look if i have it i know i don't need it in specific matchups and if i do have it against specific matchups i could probably wait like against security control, you probably have enough time yeah, to, you, wait you to wait to find for those cards. Yeah, you wait in
0: security control. You you kind of have to because you're mostly yeah. But
1: against like something like uh, Alphamon, Alpha you 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 don't wait. You nope. just go. You go because they they have
0: they run it like again these average lists. They're running. I mean, I I mostly run it just because I don't feel as though the D Digivolve is always required. And just with the sheer draw of the deck, you are usually seeing two level sixes anyway, uh, two alphas, I guess more specifically. Um, and I do like the one of secret alpha because it does just prevent opposing alphas from winning the game.
1: Yeah, so there's still like room to improve and iterate and uh, change depending on what the meta is asking from us uh, and the problems we're trying to solve, which is always the the fun and intricate of how metas develop is like what are the texts what are the answers um how are they playing what are they playing um like those those are the fun parts um and that's kind of like why i enjoy uh doing lots of like deck building and uh trying to figure out those creative answers um and we've seen usually in the middle half those answers emerge more Um, Just because they're getting discovered, and because that discovery is uh, that unknown factor for the opponent, it helps propel those decks using those unknown techs um, to do better and perform better.
0: Yeah, so this is the beginning of the meta. Um, This is what we're kind of working with moving forward.
1: Um, I actually really like the spread of the top 16. I think this is a fantastic spread. I
0: like that it is not all alpha immediately i still think we're gonna get there and i still think by mid to late or maybe not to late because i think people get sick of playing nothing but alpha mirrors and then start playing something new right before bt10 but um i think like the bulk of our competitive meta will still be just alpha mirrors unfortunately
1: but it, it it is just that kind of deck well, we also have the Japanese ban and restriction announcement that might hit some BT9 I don't think it cards. touches anything. I don't think it touches anything competitively
0: relevant from BT9. Let me say that. Uh, Unless... We don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we have no idea. We, we don't know. I actually do have a couple ideas of things they could hit because Alpha is technically potentially already in that bucket of their two sets in the future, and it's the only thing like Black is playing still. They're just—it's just kind of entering Jessmon Yellow Hybrid territory where they're like, "Okay,
1: move well, on or I'll ban it." Black also plays with Commandramon. That is—that is unfortunately and unironically/slash ironically the second best black deck is Commandramon. Just—just let that sink in.
0: Yep. So, okay. With uh, that, I think we'll close it out. And goodbye. Goodbye.